technical difficulties i'm your host trevor bowlers and with my man jc moreau jc trevor good to be here all right today starts our three-part series on basketball and our first guest is a good friend of ours dave schlaba dave how you doing i'm doing great uh, trevor and jc it's good to be on hey did i say that right yeah absolutely you always do you know I, i take pride in making sure i say that you know get names I like getting names right. When you move to different parts of the country and different cities with more diversity, less diversity, that's a challenge. It is. But <laughs> but digging into basketball, it's really fun because, uh, Dave, you're the head coach at Cornell College here in Iowa, right? Yes, correct. And uh, you, you've been doing pretty well with the Rams. Have you been enjoying this head coaching experience? Well, it's been it's been a great year. Uh, uh, you know, I've... I, wanted to get back in the college level and to, to get back and, and work with the kind of kids that I get to work with every day. It's, uh, it's, it's something else. It's pretty easy to go to work every day with the, the guys that I have. That's awesome. The focus of our show being recruiting, we want to know how you get those guys that you have and a lot more about, you know, uh, that process of, sele- you know, so coaches selecting the right guys for their programs and stuff like that. And I think, I don't think we've, talked or touched very much on selecting the right type of program. We've talked about selecting the right type of level that would yeah. fit you, but you know, th- there's also a level of comfort that has to be there with the people and the program. Well, and not to use the word that's used, almost overused now, but culture. I mean, it, does the culture that that head coach wants to establish a culture that you, you know, fit into or not at all? And usually you can tell that, I think, by the type of kids on the team, assuming the coach selected them and didn't inherit the whole group, the verbiage that the staff uses, there's usually going to be some commonality there. Like when you hear a kid interviewed and you can tell he's been trained. Yes, on exactly how to answer certain questions. Uh, but it's because the coach wants that message to be consistent and that culture. I think a lot of times you walk in and you think, I really like that. I'm not sure why. Or I really don't like that. I'm not sure why. But it's the culture that I, I think is what you're getting at. I think that's a great word for it, actually. Dave, is is there a specific type of kid that coaches look for that fit into fit into their culture? You know, I think everybody's got uh, a certain checklist of, of what they want uh, while they're recruiting a kid, and you know, we're no different than anybody else. And you know, I think the first thing that that I'm going to look for is you know just what what type of guy are you? You, you the type of person that that we're going to want to coach every day or you could be the type of young man that the rest of our guys are going to want as a teammate so through the whole process i think the first thing you probably that that comes to you is just seeing how they are as a basketball player i mean something's got to draw you to it's like buying a new car yeah i like i like that car you know i like that player it's somebody that uh, it's got the basketball ability that that we think is a fit for us then you got to take it definitely the the next step and then then the important part of recruiting starts you get to know the the, the person you get to know the family from there it's got to be a great fit and you talk culture and just being a good teammate when you come on campus for a visit you know will our guys get along with you will you like our guys i think if it's one of those answers is no you know then it's time to move on and get someone you know bring another 
person in. So we put a big premium on getting them on campus, getting to know them a lot better, getting them around our guys as much as possible on the visit. And uh, that's probably the most important thing is, do our guys think that he's a fit? And does he think our guys are a fit? If that's if you can get that part of it done on the front end, then I think you just uh, you just really work hard to develop a better relationship, uh, just to solidify the fit. Dave, would you? A lot of times when kids ask, you know, how they're going to know, it's kind of like uh, how you know you found your your wife, maybe. <laughs> just no, and I but I make that analogy. It may sound silly, but I think when you get around certain teams, not the, just the coaches, but the team, yeah, you just know. Pretty quickly, do you think that oftentimes after one or two times on campus or one or two times around the team that, you know, both parties get a, a good feel for, you know, is this got potential or do we need to end this now? Well, I think absolutely. And, you know, it's it's just like you say that, you know, a kid might go to four or five schools, might make visits and uh, you might have a pretty good visit at each one of them. But I think at some point, one of them is just going to, you know, maybe maybe two of them kind of separate themselves. Uh then, then the concentration goes down to the two schools. But at some point, and, and I think it just happens naturally, and I don't think you can uh, – uh, you have talking points for it. I don't think you can have a game plan for it. I think just at some point, that kid's going to go, I, I can see myself being there. I can see myself being a teammate with these other guys. And I think the feeling just kind of – it just happens. And, and uh, at that point, I think you go with what your gut feeling is. And uh, I think a lot of kids decide that way. You know, I think they do their due diligence to, to look at different schools, different programs, and all of a sudden they just either wake up one day or they leave a campus one day after a visit, and they're just like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Those are the guys I want to be with. And and I, I think you've got to get to that point before you do make a decision. So the big thing in basketball and getting bigger, right, is are, are these uh, AAU teams – and all and a lot of people saying why even worry about high school there's so much to so many politics there the coach may not like you blah 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 play on your AAU team it'll be good enough you know what are your thoughts on that well uh, the the next kid that I recruit that didn't play high school basketball and just played AAU be the first kid I've ever recruited that did that so uh, I know that happens I, I don't think I'd have any any interest in that uh, you know, and you get that every now and then you'll get a kid that's like, well, I decided not to play my high school team. I was just going to do a travel deal. And I, to me, that's red flags. And it's, you know, if you still don't have a little pride for your community, pride, pride for your own high school, pride to be, to be the best player you can be for the kids that you grew up with. Why, why would that switch uh, flip when you get to college and all of a sudden guys in your college team matter to you as well? So I think you need both. I think the importance of having both is is legitimate. But I think uh, a you can have you can have a great experience with it. You know we've talked before that uh, you get more exposure from it, uh, and that might be the front end of it where you get the list of kids that you really want to pursue. But at some point you have to dig into how how they operate at the high school. You know how are they in the hallways? How you know what does the principal say about them? You know, what's the athletic director? What are the assistant coaches, the teammates? Uh, you get a much better picture uh, when you pull the high school component into it because a high school coach, uh, you know, the, the practice to game ratio is a, a lot higher for the high school people than it's going to be for the AU guys where, you know, you might play eight games in a weekend and practice once in a week or once every two weeks. 
high school, you know, you you practice all week and, and you get one game that week. And uh, so I think you've got to be able, um, Trevor, you got to be able to 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 do your to, to gather information from both sides, knowing that there's importance to both. But I really want kids that love playing for their high school team have a lot of pride in their community. I just think that's going to be the type of kid that I want to be around. Right. What are some of those intangible things that people should be working on outside of just being a scorer? Well, I think, uh, uh, you know, we've talked in the past, too, about just the way kids compete. I think that's a big thing. Uh, uh, we do, do every little thing that, uh, you know, that maybe not everybody's going to dive on the on the floor or, you know, are you consistent with your defensive rules? Uh, do you guard people and you fit into a team defensive, uh, you know, can we envision you that you would be a good defender within our system? I think those are important things that we look for. Uh, and just the character, uh, the character that you have and, and just, and sometimes it's just how they interact with their family, how they interact with their teammates. Uh, you know, if, if, if you, uh, if you go into, uh, to a high school and I was at some senior nights this year, was your guy the one that seemed like everybody really cared for? And you can tell that by the student body. You can tell it by the parents in the crowd or, you know, the different people in a school. Is he liked in the building? Because if he's not liked at his high school, there's a pretty good chance he's not going to be liked within your locker room and on the floor with your guys. I'll never ask kids how many points they scored. It's how many rebounds did you have? Do you have any steals, blocks, you cause any turnovers? Uh, and usually defensive-minded questions, just because I think that's all about hustle. Obviously, there's the guys that are more athletic and, and hustle. <laughs> it's a good combo. Uh, but, but I just think kids don't, it doesn't sink in that the reality is, unless you are just, you know, out of this world, it's about more than just your offensive production. So oh, much more. You know, sports center. <laughs> You know, you watch highlights, and you're going to see the big dunk. You're going to see the great play and this and that. If you watched the game last night, uh, I've seen it some different times. I can think of one example of Kyle Korver sprinting back on defense and uh, took a charge above the free throw line. Yeah, he did. But, you know, that that play isn't necessarily going to get on SportsCenter. There, but there's a kid that uh, – or a, a man that, uh, you know – Probably isn't the most athletic player in the league, but he's got a mindset that you can win with. And by him hustling back, getting ahead of the ball, squaring himself, numbering up to the to the guy, I mean, he took a charge that a lot of guys uh, don't want any part of. So those kind of plays, when you see things like that, again, your your checklist is more mental, but but that's uh, that's a play that sticks with a coach. And more things like that that you do, you know, getting a rebound out of your area, are, are you going to pass up a good shot to get one of your teammates a great shot. You know, those are things how you win. Those are making plays for your teammates. And that's kind of a, that's kind of an area that I think is important. Uh, do you make plays for your team? You know, are you making plays for your teammates in particular where uh, you're not worried about making yourself look good? You're just worried about being the best player and helping everybody on the floor uh, with, with kind of one common goal. And not everybody can do that. A lot of guys get balled dominant ideas and you gotta you gotta find kids that are willing to, to do more than just look for their own so dave like we know aau exists you're part of one of the uh top level organizations in iowa snow valley basketball camp what makes snow valley such a uh, such a higher level camp or a special camp 
for kids and, and what makes the experience that much better? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of pieces that go into that, but the fact that you're on the floor at 6 a.m. and you may not be done till 10 p.m. at night and you're only going to play one game that day. Uh, so those hours in between your 9 o'clock game and starting at 6 a.m. Are, are all filled with instruction. And uh, it's it's just layered that uh, we break down the different things that we think are important in basketball, and we teach it at a pace that that we think is constructive. And uh, it's it's just a great five days to, to give you a good roadmap of what you need to, to do to work on. And so, you know, again, AAU is important, but if you've already been to eight tournaments that, that spring and summer, uh, I think you could you, you could take one week away from going to that next great battle of the whatever, you know, the, the, the basketball rumble on the plains or whatever they might call something. <laughs> take a week off of that, and especially later in the summer, yeah. Find out some of your some of the holes in your game, which which will be exposed at yeah. Uh, yeah. At, at a camp like Snow Valley, and then that gives you something to work on between there and, and uh, November when you start your basketball season. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that everybody's got to stay out for one more uh, one more AAU event, and especially if you're if you're a seventh grader, eighth grader, ninth grader. Guess what? There's no coaches going to those back gyms watching you anyway, and you know I think that's a fallacy that. If I don't start playing in fifth and sixth grade, well, you know, the, the, the college coaches aren't going to the seventh grade gym. You know, find ways to make your game better. You know, find, you know, still play AAU, but don't do it despite some, some opportunities to get better fundamentally. You know, something that we touch about a lot, on a lot, Trevor, was we talk so much about exposure, but at the end of the day, if you're not, uh, you know, in what I do with, you know, performance training, uh, in developing athletes. If somebody's not working on that, and then obviously working on their craft, their their sport, their skills, the exposure doesn't maybe matter so much because you're not uh, the player you could be. And I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago about a, a football player and had him watch a little video to critique it and, and let me know what he needed to work on, kind of some ideas like that. And the way he put it was he had a kid just get a scholarship to an FCS school who he thought was physically not that level, mm-hmm. but because he was so technically and fundamentally sound, the coaches just loved him. And, and like he said, deep down, nobody wants a project. Right. And schools will take a risk on a, a project, quote unquote, uh, because of the potential physical, you know, the upside. Yes. Um, but it's a lot of work and it's a gamble. Where if you have a guy who's fundamentally sound and, you know, it's hard to teach some of that stuff when you're 20. Right. And uh, so that, I just think we can't harp enough on the skill development and the uh, learning how to be coachable. And learn, I, I love the, the Snow Valley because you learn how to grind. I mean, having to get up and just have those long days and learning how to work and focus because uh, that's something a lot of kids struggle with. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead, JC. No, it was me. Sorry. But what I was going to say is, I, I've i seen where kids become time-boxed, even at, you know, third grade, where they think, okay, I will show up for my hour. I have ran and played. Now I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go and play video games or do whatever else in my day. I've done my little bit of basketball, my time. I've put in my time. 
you know, and that should be good enough because that's what you told me I have to do. And and Snow Valley being the way it is, it's like, no, your time is all day. <laughs> and and yeah, other camps. There's a lot of time in the day to get better, a lot of different things. Yeah. But it was it was interesting to me because I gave kids three hours to play basketball one time in a gym and they were looking for their one hour game so they could leave. And I was like, yeah. huh. I, I, it, how do we break that cycle of your time boxed and my skills or my time playing, you know, is only now within this time period and then we're done. And it, those are those types of points and those things got to be driven home and they got to start understanding that stuff sooner than later because it's going to come to the point where you're in over your head. But hey, Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate your time. Well, you guys are doing an awesome job. I think this is this is a great resource for for not only student athletes but parents and uh, just step back and get some clarity about approach process that's going to be uh, best for 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 your either your young man or your young daughter. Hey, so this has been a great conversation. I think there's a lot more we can get from you. But for JC Moreau, I'm Trevor Bowlers. This has been Recruiting Real Talk. Thanks for listening.